The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss the Fed's latest rate hike, trouble at block, and confidence. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates by a quarter point, their ninth increase in a year, balancing the continuing fight against inflation with the sudden disorder in banking. The Fed's move matched last month's increase and lifts rates to a range of 4.75 to 5%. This increase was one of the most closely watched decisions, as conflicting forces left investors and economists guessing at what the central bank would do. The Fed also signaled that it could be nearing the end of its aggressive streak of rate increases. In its policy statement, it removed language that had previously said it would keep raising rates at future meetings. The statement now says, quote, some additional policy firming may be appropriate, end quote, a weaker commitment to continued tightening. And, in their latest quarterly economic projections, the policymakers forecast that they expect to raise their key rate just once more from its current level to a level between 4.9 and 5.1%. This is the same peak the Fed had projected back in December. Still, the Fed's statement included language that indicated its fight against inflation is far from over. Fed Chair Powell said, quote, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely going to be bumpy, end quote. The Fed meets again May 2nd and 3rd. Shares in Block Incorporated tumbled after Hindenburg Research said it's betting on a decline in the stock. Hindenburg alleged that the payments company led by Jack Dorsey facilitated fraudsters who took advantage of government stimulus programs during the pandemic. Block called Hindenburg's claims, quote, inaccurate and misleading, end quote, and said it'll explore legal action. Block, formerly known as Square, is defending itself after falling within the crosshairs of short seller Hindenburg Research. Hindenburg is a short seller who researches companies it thinks are overvalued or even fraudulent and then bets against the stock before publishing its findings. Hindenburg recently grabbed headlines for shorting Indian conglomerate Adani Group, but has also had success betting against electric truck maker Nikola and healthcare startup Clover Health. Block shares dropped as much as 22% on the release of Hindenburg's report, before recovering partially. 
Hindenburg said it had been investigating Block for two years and has accused it of misleading investors by overstating its user count, failing to ban fraudsters from using its platform, acting as a conduit for fraudulent COVID payments, and allowing its cash app platform to be used for paying contract killers, drug dealers, and sex traffickers. Now, these allegations against Block have not been proven yet, but Hindenburg has a decent track record of identifying fraud. For Silicon Valley, this is Hindenburg's biggest bet, which could prove explosive. Finally, a question. What happens to a CD if the bank who issued it fails? The CD holder would receive their money and accrued interest up until the day of the failure. But even if the failed bank found a buyer, the new owner may not choose to continue the existing CD. In that case, you would need to find another place to invest your money. The banking industry has a growing confidence problem because of the demise of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank has shaken depositors. This situation has the feel of a bank run, where deposited funds are withdrawn due to a lack of confidence in a bank, and if enough depositors pull their money out, the bank cannot keep up and eventually fails. It's worth noting that Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB, was somewhat unique. The bank catered to a concentrated clientele of mostly tech startups and had an abnormally large percentage of uninsured deposits. The bank also mismanaged their interest rate risk by investing in mostly long-term government bonds. Not a problem if SVB could hold them until maturity, but a terrible strategy if those bonds need to be sold early in a rising interest rate environment. SVB's size was also an issue. Years of lobbying made sure that it was neither too small nor too big to catch the eye of regulators. Most banks are a little bit different. They have a more diversified clientele, less uninsured deposits, and hopefully better interest rate risk than SVB. If a functioning banking system depends on confidence, how does it get back on track? The traditional safeguard of the FDIC insurance limit isn't helping because amounts over that 250000 insured limit are now being moved out of smaller regional banks and into larger national banks deemed too big to fail. So far, the government has agreed to make the clients of SVB and Signature whole, even those with deposits above the FDIC limit, to the tune of $300 billion. This was done to show that, if needed, the capacity is there to help. And if this prevents a run on similar-sized banks, then it potentially saved trillions of dollars in additional financial support. Additionally, 
funding will be made available through the creation of a new bank term funding program or BTFP, which offers loans of up to one year in length to banks, credit unions, and other eligible depository institutions pledging U.S. Treasuries and other qualifying assets as collateral. These assets will be valued at par, or their maturity value. The BTFP will be an additional source of liquidity against high-quality securities, eliminating an institution's need to sell quickly in a time of stress. In the short term, these new assistance programs should help shore up confidence in the U.S. banking system. In the long term, though, banking regulations will need to adapt to prevent a future SVB. In the meantime, it's spring break, and the banking disarray reminds me of a great Warren Buffett saying, quote, Only when the tide goes out do you discover who's been swimming naked, end quote. Next week, we'll reach into the mailbag to answer one of our listeners' questions. Message me at investwithwalter.com to submit your questions. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.